0: Hi, welcome to Scratching the Surface. I'm Jared Fuller, and this is my podcast about design criticism and practice. On today's episode, I talk to the designer, writer, typographer, publisher, and uh, general design polymath, Peter Belock. My first introduction to Peter and his work was through Dot Dot Dot, the magazine he co-founded in the early 2000s with Stuart Bailey that really featured some of the most interesting writing in and around design from that era. That magazine has come up often in this podcast and was really an early influence on my own interest in design writing and design discourse. Uh, David Reinfurt joined the magazine later, who I interviewed a few months ago, and that episode actually makes a really good companion episode to this one, I think. Peter and I talked about the founding of Dot 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 and his newer magazine, Works That Work, as well as how he started writing about design. Uh, We talked about shifting design criticism and the way we write about design away from the perspective of the maker and to the perspective of the user, and the general sort of perception around design magazines and culture right now. And then we also talk about what he's learned recently from making his first documentary film. So as you can see, we cover quite a bit. I talked to Peter last month over Skype from his studio in the Netherlands and it was right in the middle of a really busy day at the studio so you can hear some talking in the background as people come and go and the sound does get a little hard to hear a little bit in the middle but I had so much fun talking to Peter and found this conversation so interesting that I still just kind of wanted to share it and uh, share his insights with you so I really appreciate Peter taking the time out of his busy day to chat about these things. So thank you to Peter, and I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Peter Beelock. I was thinking about you and about talking to you today And I was struggling with exactly how I wanted to start the conversation because you do so many different types of things. But I first, I'm pretty sure I first came to your work probably about 10 years ago through dot 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 actually. And so I discovered your work first as a writer, editor, publisher uh, before I kind of ever saw any of your design work or your type design work. And so I was curious for you, kind of, what came first in your career? Uh, was it design or writing, editing, publishing?
1: Um, I don't know. I think I <laughs> first learned to speak and write. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I studied design later. Okay. Um, but pretty, uh, you know, quite early on, I realized that, uh, especially because I was interested in typography, Mm. Uh, the typography and language are related. It's the um, typography makes the language visible, and uh, so I was interested in not only on, on the formal aspect of typography, but also in the other side mm-hmm. um, of the type, and that, that it captures content. And I did care about the content. So uh, while most typographers see text as the kind uh, of the gray area and a gray block which they kind of uh, place somewhere on the page, uh, I was pretty Careful on what I work with, and uh, I think I started work I I, I started writing quite early on, on as well, um, probably before I designed my first uh, fonts. Uh, oh really? Simultaneously, yeah. Um, um, it was. I found it very hard. I found both uh, very hard, writing and designing type. I became slightly better at type. Uh, writing uh, it took longer you know to become comfortable with um but it was sorting out ideas it was sorting out you know like a, I, I did enjoy the fact that you know you, you're clarifying your your thoughts and it actually reflects on your practice um so I did find immediately the connection and uh, I think that's and reinforce the practice it was not disconnected to really uh, going in parallel
0: and how? how did you i think it's so interesting that it was so early in your career that you were kind of doing both of them how did you discover that writing was this way to supplement your design work or that it was a way to reflect on it so early in your career
1: somehow um, i became involved with my um, okay. uh, back in you know i was born in Czechoslovakia. And, um, I, there was a new design magazine starting. Uh, and they asked me to write something. Actually, uh, it had to do with my thesis. Uh, I was writing my thesis as a student, and uh, they ended up publishing it. Um, so I think that's probably the first kind of serious writing where they came from. Um, and then, you know, from, from it's it's. Whatever you do, you get more of it. So uh, right. because, because I was writing a thesis and it was published in the form of a book, uh, other people have seen it, uh, they saw it as a reflection on practice, uh, so I was asked by an ad to write. Uh, so pretty soon, I was getting equal amount of um, questions to design stuff as to write stuff for mm. try to make magazines, especially because uh, there are not that many people who write. Uh, so uh, I was writing book reviews and I enjoyed them very much. You know, again, like a, kind of a, uh, as a way of slow reading. Uh, so uh, you know, usually I read very fast and you know I'm, I'm not very careful about it, I don't make notes and suddenly like I that. But, uh, read a lot slower and figure out what this thing is actually about. Um, so I did enjoy writing book reviews for different magazines. You wrote some for friends, some for I magazine, some for yeah local Dutch mm-hmm. magazines yeah. and uh, and some of them led to big longer essays and I think that's how I met Stewart, also Stuart Bailey, okay. uh, with whom I Started. Uh, yeah. He was pretty much the same. He wrote you know, short essays, longer essays and uh, we, I remember having a drink with him uh, and saying like uh, how disillusioned we are sometimes to find our writing uh, in a magazine and how different uh, it was to see them design, that there was a disconnection between designing uh, the article and, and writing it, and because we were primarily designers, uh, we felt like, yeah, there should be a publication which cares as much about writing as it cares about designing, yeah. and at a time, you know, this was like in late 90s, early two thousand. we thought that there were two kinds of magazines, really strictly academic ones, which didn't care too much about how they look, mm-hmm. and portfolio-based ones, which, you know, they all care about looks and, there's there was not much else, you know, just along with captions. So, to, to, uh, to, um, uh, I mean, we just
0: yeah, do magazine,
1: uh you know, started magazine.
0: exactly this, uh, yeah. and that's what we did. I mean, you set up exactly what the next thing I wanted to talk about was dot, dot, dot. Um, and, and I'm curious kind of how you, and you started answering this a little bit, but how did you think, did you approach it? I don't know exactly how to phrase this. Did you approach it primarily as a designer, or were you thinking about it as a writer? Since you had been doing writing, were you? How were you thinking about kind of what this thing was when you first were launching it?
1: No, it was clearly uh, we were designers. Both of us, and actually there was a third person as well, uh, Jurgen, a German uh, fellow, was involved, and uh, we were designers. There was no doubt about this, and. Uh, um, you know, the, the reason why we started was that we realized that uh, we yeah. the definition of design as we found in other magazines was so much more limited than the um, work, that we were interested in uh, broadening, broadening the discussion, especially because um, you know, at the time I was designing a lot of books and uh, you don't start to design professionally. Works like uh, you, know, you impersonate or you become a temporary expert in these things. Right. Uh, you know, so if I'm working on a book about architecture, I become temporarily expert in architecture. Right. Right. Uh, and if, if next project is about something else, music, uh, then you, you stop finding out a lot more about music. Uh, so every month it was a different project, and every month I was learning something new. Um, so my profession was anything but graphic design. It was really like jumping from right. subject to subject. But then, uh, if we found the design yeah. magazines, they were kind of presenting the vision of design that we, we did not recognize. Uh, so we thought like, if we were going to make publication, it would be anything but. Uh, it would be, you uh, know, kind of craft design would be kind of a ghost discipline, a parasite which attaches to other subjects. And that's how we were always doing it. You know, we described, we a talking about film, and music, and, uh, literature, and whatever, like translation. Um, yeah. Because this is Practice
0: was about. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading an interview. Uh, it may have been with you and Stuart actually about thinking about dot dot dot, and it being a design magazine. And then something where you were think you wanted to include something else, and you and you were like, "Is this the type of content that would be in a design magazine?" And you were like, "Well, you know, if we put it in the magazine, then yeah, I guess it is." And, and there was a reviewer who said something about that, that, that is less a magazine or a publication about design but from design, um, which yeah. I thought was a really nice kind of way to think about it, is that you're kind of approaching all of these subjects, you know, kind of approaching these subjects from design. And I'm curious, I'm kind of curious about being a designer who also writes kind of what you learned. What, what skills does a designer bring to text and then vice versa, you know, what? as being a writer, how has that influenced your design work?
1: Well, you know, writing is organizing thoughts, um, and uh, one way or the other, you need to sort out your thoughts in any project, uh, anything you do, because uh, you want to make it presentable. and. Uh, um, Designers, for some reason, they think less about public uh, when they design stuff. And when you're writing, it's it, it's immediate, it's, it's clear. You're not writing for yourself. It's not really self-expression. Right. Uh, there are actual readers that will read it and they will try to extract some value from this. Uh, and in design, you know, the discussion about self-expression and it, it's about your work uh, makes it kind of ambiguous. What you know, what your role is, who are you doing it for? Right. Um um, so in writing, it, I think it was clear, you know, like, um, writing is communication, same like graphic design is communication. So I think it improved my skills to communicate, improved my ways of how to make points, how to organize, uh, you know, how to deliver complicated uh, points. Um, uh, and I did, you know, uh, of course, the running of Dot 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 was a huge learning lesson, and, uh, because we didn't know all that much about the writing magazine, or not that much about Uh, Editing at all, you know, if I look at it, you know, it's terrible, I have to say that uh, the level of editing was very poor, Uh, and uh, we, you know, we didn't know what to do with it, Uh, we asked all our friends who wrote, and uh, we received pieces of text, we didn't dare to touch it. Uh, so it was a lot of different voices, yeah, been and uh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of it made sense, some not. Um, uh, and today, I would have never, never done anything like this. You know, today, we I feel a lot more responsibility, that I'm trying to make sure that uh, if you do publish something, there is a point why you're doing it. Right. So, well, before, I was sometimes mesmerized by complexity, you know, because sometimes I thought, oh, this thing is so complex, I don't even understand it, it's probably good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a really, you know, um, beginner's kind of mistake. It's too much afraid you know, to, to engage with you writing know, with text. Uh, so this, this is something that uh, slowly you know, I become comfortable with this. And uh, uh, with works at work, I've tried to, to kind of uh, build on it. I do think the level of things is much better than, the yeah. business, uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: than with the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was curious. I was exactly, you were, against kind of set up what I was thinking about. I was curious about the connections that you saw between works at work and dot, 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 if there are any, or and then also how you approach. How you approach works at work differently? Kind of what you learned from dot 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 to make works at work what it is.
2: Well, again, uh,
1: um, it, it's the time that makes it um, easier to be critical. You know, like, uh, right, you know, right now, I have a sufficient distance from dot dot dot, so I'm I'm very critical towards the publication. <laughs> right. And uh, when I meet someone at a conference and tell me like, uh, well, I really like your magazine, I go, Why? What? 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 <laughs> Why on earth would you like that? Uh, you know, there there are a lot of things. Well, there there are some interesting materials, but overall overall, I see more problems with this. You know, like
0: interesting half,
1: half of it, which is there, I think should not have been published. You know, it was just kind of uh, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, which it, with uh, work of work, I don't see this way yet. Maybe a will in uh, future. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but. Uh, um, there you know, there's one or two pieces which I think they're not as succeeded, but in overall I think we managed to bring individual pieces uh, to the standard of the magazine. So they're not huge differences, you know, like uh, they're all thoroughly researched, we know what we're trying to deliver. Um, and once you know what you, why you ask people to write, once you know why you're doing it, it becomes a lot easier to answer the question of how long it should should it be, um, you know, what uh, what are the important points. And uh, we consider reading a lot more, you know, like, uh, um, you know like it, it, it's not trying to impress people with vocabulary, uh, something that the other top did, it was just so impenetrable. it was kind of a, you know, uh, it was dense, it was so, um, you know, art in a way that, you know, there's a mystique around it that right. you don't understand It's good, because if there's, you know, you're not supposed to understand fully the arts. Uh, with works the work, it's the opposite. You know, it's trying to invite, it's trying to explain, it's trying to be—it's very down to earth, it's very, very conversational. Yeah, we nice. sit down with someone and we have a chat. It's not at all kind of a um, perhaps lower uh, in a way that it speaks to everyone. It's not elitist. Uh, That's interesting. Uh, so yeah. Do
0: you do you have a sense of audience for these things? Um, you know, whether it's dot 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 or works that work, who were the readers or, or who? Maybe who were the the actual readers, and then who were your kind of imagined readers, or who did you want to be consumers of these?
1: Well, we thought about dot, again we are naive and we had no idea. About readers, yeah. you know, like, uh, we we focus fully on making it, and then when the point came that we had to print it, uh, we had no idea how many to print: you know, hundred, thousand, ten thousand. Uh, who might want to read it? We had no idea. Like, oh, like, interesting. It's, it's not something we, not something we thought about. Uh, and only when we start kind of uh, dealing with distribution that we figure out that you know there are two people who all have to pay for it and. Uh, right. uh, uh, and at the end, it was read a lot by graphic design students. Uh, yeah. Which, which is not something we intended at all. Um, but I think it kind of filled the gap and uh, possibly presenting alternatives in those early days of uh, uh, kind of indie magazine. Yeah. So I think that's why it was, may have been attractive. It was kind of a, a different voice. Um, but it was never, you know, our intention to go there. It was never kind of aiming yeah, to, huh. to to go there. Uh, it just happened uh, because there are not so much. Things. There was not much self-publishing these, 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 these days. Uh, with work, it's different. You know, there was a clear idea what um, I wanted to do, and and that yeah, is yeah. that um, there's a promise of design that design is relevant to people. You know, this is what designers love about it. Uh, about you know, how design can improve our lives. And uh, at the same time, designers fail to speak to wider public. You know, they, they love speaking in jargon. They love speaking in blogs for these other designers. They love uh, making reviews of uh, other designers' work. Um, but you rarely find you know, these relevant design discussions in daily papers or, yep. or in non-special blogs or in uh, talking about functions of what design should be doing. Uh, so this was kind of an attempt to, okay, get out of the bubble. It's not uh, designers write about other designers' work uh, and review by other designers, but let's kind of go on the, you know on the lowest level and let's see it through the eyes of the user. Let's see it through the eyes of uh, uh, people who use design. Uh, so we never kind of use the perspective of the maker, but you know the other way around. Oh, and then in this and in this way, it becomes a lot simpler because then we can actually evaluate how. Uh, functional or uh, things are. We look at impact, mm-hmm. and, like that. and it becomes a lot easier to define what we're looking for because uh, you know we're looking at, at actual ideas that impact our lives uh, that you know that do have this positive uh, improvement, right. um, and uh, not just something people claim, but something that you know like uh, okay, well, let's go on the ground, scene, like, let's speak to people, and uh, see what makes a difference.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's so much, I feel like that's so much of what I'm thinking about as I'm kind of talking to these people, is, uh, talking to people for this podcast and for my kind of thesis project is, you know, what is the role of design criticism or what is the role of having a kind of rich discourse around design? And I found that so much of it, you know, is very inward looking. And I'm wondering, how do you, you know, how, how does one talk about design in the world, for people who are not designers to kind of understand the consequence of it, um, and to, s- and not out of a you know out of an insecurity of like you know look how important our job is, but you know h- how does this kind of influence <laughs> the world? How do you think about that? And how did the magazine think about that? Of kind of talking about these things uh, as things that actually affect how we interact with each other with the world with, you know, devices?
1: Um, well, you know, there, there is a change, you know, like uh, uh, I spoke briefly about self- self-expression, which has been something very much considered like uh, a decade or more ago. Uh, and people start seeing like that the design might be something wider. This starts the social impact of design. And, uh, you know, more and more you see that there's uh, you know, more discussion about sustainability, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. social. Uh, Aspect of design, but there's been a lot of misunderstanding as well. You know, there's a lot of nonsense made in in that direction. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people who try to make some fantastic uh, design objects for rural Africa. They make I don't know. uh, They make some kind of a a concept of uh, you know I don't know of of a dwelling for for Africa, Uh, and it's a beautiful proposal, but then it's never used. It's never implemented. It doesn't have any consequences. It it's doesn't you know, consult with people. It, uh, and it's presented in magazines as something revolutionary. Uh, and in work of work, what we try to look is like, well, we ignore all these because uh, these are kind of unproven concepts. We were interested to uh, to see much later, like, uh, again, from the user perspective, not from the maker perspective. Because from the maker, everything is fantastic. Every maker can make an amazing contribution. If you look at uh, from the user perspective, like, uh, they go like, well, why are you coming here? What you know, what what are you bringing, and how does it you know can what, uh, improve my online And that's why we ended up reporting on all things. Well, I think there's too much obsession with novelty and, uh, right. and being the first to report on it, and uh, you know, the media, of course, feeds on this, you know, trying to be the first to report on stuff. Uh, and then there's, it's not very sexy to go back and see what happened with these things right. five years, ten years later. Um, same like, uh, you know, in science, there's not much money to go and replicate an experiment or uh, proving, you know, uh, if something is valuable itself. Not um, in design, uh, the obsession with novelty kind of ignores the relevance uh, of what, what things actually mean. And, and that's why we decided to be slower you know if the decision to do uh two issues a year also shows that we not we don't really care about you know reporting on time sensitive things uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know ideally we'd make it once a year but then it's not almost a magazine anymore so like a twice a year is kind of like a minimal kind of frequency to to, to do it uh, but still we choose you know basically overlooked all things and uh, trying to um and I don't think we've ever kind of came up with uh you know, something latest because there's not enough to talk about it again there's only uh description of the author what and his yeah. intentions yes. uh and then you, you end up being doing profiles of someone and celebrating you know right. like, uh, right. something which is not real uh so the, the, the reality is like again you know how does is it interwoven yeah. in yeah. how uh, in different places. I, and because we understand design as something very wide, you know, that anything that you know uh, is produced by men is design, and we don't discriminate in uh, you know, looking at the price tag of object or education of the object, right. or geographic location of it, anything oh, no. is kind of considered. Um, yeah, so it's it, the impact of it is the only criteria. Right. Um, and none of the other things which uh, often differentiate design shoes, uh, design shoes are very expensive. Yeah, so if, they're, if they're cheap, then they are kind of normal shoes. Uh, so we kind of re- remove this and suddenly, like, uh, we just confront an object and see what it actually means for people.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, I, that's so I, I love I just love that kind of philosophy. And I'm curious, what, what do you think? What are the subjects or the topics or the kind of issues that? Are underreported or under talked about kind of within and around the design community right now what are the the things that kind of need a, a spotlight turned to them
1: well you know it's not what I mentioned like, uh, yeah uh, because people kind of realize that uh, like, uh, not being elitist has started being appreciated and sustainability and uh, uh, and uh, looking at uh, developing world uh, there's been so many projects I've seen so many projects of uh, designing special lights for uh, for India uh, right. and I've seen maybe ten of those you know like, uh, right. and, and again I see they like well show me you know, how you know show me what happens with it you know two years later yeah and then we can have and you never see them again. You know, right, they right, shown, And never follow up. And uh, So I wish there was something like, uh, that, like this, that, uh, that before you report on it, you actually find out how it works. And uh, a lot of the writing happens without confronting the reality of it. You know, it's based on uh, republishing press releases, uh, getting uh, uh, things from the authors, you know, like, uh, getting PR materials. Um, so I wish people, you know, people's, you know Slow down, which is you know, which is missing because, uh, again, you know, it maybe has to do with uh, the mechanics of publishing. It's just cheaper to get it directly from makers, and if you want to do it from the other, other way around, you have to do the work yourself.
0: Right? Do you do you see your work or or your writing or even your publishing as a form of criticism or a design criticism, or how do you kind of approach it or think about that kind of publishing output. We
1: we we don't well with words at word I don't uh, I haven't thought about uh, that this is uh, you know we, don't, we didn't even call it design magazine. Yeah, uh, we avoided the term because uh, it's so misleading or it's so much pointing out in that direction. Right. Old, but then especially because once you, yeah. so we avoided the term completely, and then if it's not a design magazine, then it's hard to to be a uh, yeah Design critical magazine right um, and again that had to do with uh kind of poor reputation design magazines they, they all focus on appearances and surfaces uh and uh, so, you know i know that if i would talk if, you know if i would sit, sit next to someone on a plane and ask me what a magazine i'm making if i tell them it's design magazine they imagine fashion they imagine right. like uh, the latest product design uh, and there's no way to explain that you know design that different so we stay away this and then, oh, that's interesting. Uh, um, so, unfortunately, we have to avoid this term, and it's only like uh, when we make a full circle. Uh, you know, like, uh, this magazine, you know, it came with expiry date, and we was always going to yeah. make 10 issues. So, at the end, we'll kind of uh, reveal that, well, it was a design magazine. Right. right. Now, you can tell you, you know, we're trying to kind of define what the design is by right. making it. Right. Um, right. With that, dot dot dot. Um, there has been questions you know, like uh, about yeah, i think critical design was a, a subject it was uh, mm-hmm. we were asked a lot about this uh, we had a talk at the RGO, uh, once and it was all about you know being critical yeah uh, i studied uh, at the al academy in state, which is all at the era of uh, uh, Yaman Torn, and it was oh, uh, right. a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Michael Vogt was there, and, uh, and a lot of Sheila, uh, uh, well, a lot of people kind of are interested in, you know, the, the social critical aspect of design. Uh, so sort of the question inevitably came about, and uh, we we didn't know what to do with it. At the end, we kind of uh, <laughs> uh, we uh, kind of always answered from. Saying, like, well, it is a critical design magazine in a way that we don't include anything which is not worth reporting on. Right. Uh, Which we actually do with works at work as well. Yeah. Uh, So it's fairly easy to be negative in a way in criticism because there's a lot of junk made, Uh, but then you cannot perpetuate bad examples. So uh, uh, in both magazines, they're both both quite optimistic magazines.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Choose examples. Uh, which we find interesting enough to discuss and this is, this is a form of criticism
0: as well. Do you, did, do you see, did that kind of way of thinking, has that filtered back in, and I don't mean, this question is going to sound overly simplified and I don't mean it to sound that way, but has that kind of way of thinking about these things filtered back into the work that you're kind of doing in the studio, like your actual kind of just design work, you know, well, like for yes. clients and things?
1: Yes, um, you know you you consider how you spend your time, um, and I've been fortunate enough that uh, you know like when I started my design office and this was in 2001, uh, of course uh, all of it was commissioned and I was dependent on what kind of clients and, and, and what, I, what work I produced. And some was fantastic, some was less good. Today, uh, only about 10 percent of the output is uh, commissioned. Oh uh, wow! Uh, so yeah. 90% of work is self-initiated, and it's uh, yeah, projects which we create ourselves, uh, uh, this has changed uh, over time. Yeah, it you know, happen as continuously. You know, we work towards yeah, you know, they become more autonomous. Uh, and then you know, if you do a lot less commissioned work, then you become picky about what you do. If, right. uh, uh, if I take on a client's project. Uh, which I'm not interested in, it stops me from doing the work I really want to do myself. Uh-huh. Um, so absolutely, if, you know, you make choices, you make, uh, and, and there a lot of things that uh, I, I, I don't do because uh, I'm not interested in this, and, uh, or I don't find it. Again, I'm maybe being conscious of that. If you do these kind of things, you'll get it more often as well. This is always like right. a first breed of work breeds more work. So. Yes, and I've seen it happening. Like uh, the more sort of commission work you do, yeah, the more you will kind of be able to do it over time. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. To be careful what, what, how he spends time.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that you were that it was only about you know 10% client work. Now I thought I imagined it being much well, more. I I would I wouldn't know exactly. I don't have right. precise stats. It feels right, like right.
1: this. Uh, maybe it's different from year to year. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a marginal thing. Like yep. most of the day, yep. most of the stuff I spend on all things.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. I'm interested, kind of going off of that. I'm interested in you've worked kind of across mediums. Uh, you know, whether it's magazines or web or even you know things like dance and film. What are the, what are the mediums that you're excited about right now, or the kind of, you know, formats of distribution that are new that you're you're really interested in.
1: Well, it's always uh, the latest that you're dealing with. And uh, Lately, uh, I've been working on the first um, film project. right? a documentary about uh, Bhutan, uh, which has been, for the first time, film. I on you know, film. I did small motion videos, but I never worked on a documentary. Right. Uh, of yeah. course, one thing leads to another, so there may be more uh, film documentary projects. Oh, uh, no. And I find it... And I find it really uh, interesting to, uh, to, Again, because it's a medium that breaks even more barriers and uh, it's even more accessible and approachable. Something that uh, you know I've been keen with works at work, you know, to break the barriers and to find a wider readership and uh, and to be read by non-designers. So, like a data examples of non-designers with film, it, it's even easier to do it because uh, it's so spontaneous. It's so easy to you know. Um, see if uh i think this year and probably part of next year we'll be uh dealing a lot more with uh, with the film and again oh, wow. um normally it's quite specialized field but uh um it's very similar work than you know researching for, for articles it's, it's really about telling stories just in different formats so right the pace may be different uh some of the techniques of uh, narration may be different but uh, there are a lot of uh there's a lot of common ground and uh, it feels kind of I don't, it doesn't feel uh, awkward and i mean, it's yeah. strange, but it feels like a, it's a natural expansion of what we have yeah.
0: done before. This is a kind of two-part question. How the design field and then also how the discourse around design has, how you've seen that change over the course of your career? And so we kind of touched on this a little bit throughout this whole conversation, but you know, kind of being one of the first people to do indie publishing to now kind of working on film and things like social media and things. How has that changed your work and how you kind of think about your work? Um,
1: I I remember you know, with Dot Dot Dot, we were often asked to kind of label the magazine, what what values it represents. And we were always confused by the question. Uh, And it came with uh, people who had been older than we were, and they wanted to know if this is uh, modern or postmodern, or what values. Presented. And uh, we really kind of uh, it took us off guard. We never thought of it like this. You know. There was never labels put, or there was never uh, some kind of fixed standpoint from which you're writing. And uh, this kind of slowly had disappeared. You know, like so while 10, 15 years ago, this has been, you know, like, uh, people have these stronger positions, now they don't. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but you know, like, uh, yeah. they kind of uh, removed. Um, so there is a lot of now uh, yeah, design it became business uh, a lot more than any time yeah. before. The yeah. social media kind of allows reaching public, yeah. but because the ease of publishing yeah. became also uh, the difficulty because, uh, right. because it blur, blurs the boundaries between the different sources. So now a lot more important is to find out who's saying it rather than what is being said. Right. Well. Well, before uh, you know, like anything printed, it kind of represented a certain value already, and uh, people kind of not did their the appreciate. Uh, you know, with early was uh, dot dot dot. We did a lot of fiction uh, because it, it seemed to us that uh, you know, like a, something that hasn't been explored, like a fiction in design. Uh, today, I wouldn't do it because it could be easily misunderstood. You know, like a, because there's a lot of you know, things happening on blog and um, right. Uh, so again, the, it's changed. You know, like uh, the saturation of, of publishing um, changed changed the field uh, for good. You know, like uh, there's a lot of disposable writing and books and uh, things that come and go, and they don't pretend to have any shelf life. You know, right there now, never again. Um, and uh, you know, serious writing becomes rare because it takes time. You know, yeah. See? Um yeah, it's a lot more difficult, you know, to uh to you know, like uh, often it be subsidized, it needs to come, you know, be funded by something something else. Uh and there's a lot less money in, in right. as well. Um so, um, yeah, I remember how I got into when, when I was starting writing, uh, Robin was and Hyphen was kind of considered to be kind of a level of aspirator. Today, you don't have these. What is the level of aspirator today? Like, I don't find these uh, any, anymore. It's, um, right. Um, with yeah, the seriousness of intention and purpose. Um, I, I would find it more mainstream media, like, uh, you know, like uh, there, there is some serious journalism outside of design field, but uh, not so much in design field. Um,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, I, f- I feel like you kind of exactly, like that last answer is exactly why I'm in grad school right now and thinking about all of these things, because I, I kind of learned about graphic design when I was in high school in the kind of early 2000s. And so that's why dot, dot, dot mm-hmm. and those types of things were so... Influential to my own kind of early design education, and I and I feel like I just missed the kind of '90s critical theory kind of boom, and have always wondered: is something like that even possible anymore? Where did that go? Like, how how do you kind of capture that type of deep discourse? Do you think? I, I don't mean for this to sound so negative or pessimistic, but do you think that type of discourse is possible today or, or how do you fight against that kind of quick you know snap judgment hot take kind of you know quick feedback
1: um, well again I you know I, I deal with uh, type design And it's something that uh, uh, it's a very cumulative profession, professional building on the past yeah and uh, necessarily people ask like well is it possible to Make a contribution to the field when so much has been done already, and uh, you cannot just repeating what has been made. And they do think that new possibilities, uh, new technologies, new political situations, new well, all, all situations can inspire new kind of output as well. Uh, so I wouldn't be pessimistic about it. Uh, of course, there is uh, you know things, uh, the pace of production is faster than any time before. Right. But that, this is what people always observe. You know, because like if you look at any uh, newspaper from 200 years yeah. ago to 100 years, <laughs> right. ago, <to> 50 years <laughs> right. ago, people always complain about the pace of uh, life and information input. And, right, uh, right. That's just, a good point. Uh, 100 100. Um, so um, inevitably, we do the same today uh, in comparison to the previous mm-hmm. yeah. uh, decade. Um, but I think that uh, this new situation can be inspiration. Uh, no, no, no. And we see that the people are genuinely interested in transparency of anything. Like we're uh, intuitively interested in where things are coming from. You know, like uh, uh, these hipsters, whatever it may mean, but actually care about what coffee they drink. And right. uh, it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing that, uh, you know, they, that there's a story behind objects. Uh, that you care what kind of jeans you wear and who makes them, and uh, yeah. well before, like uh, right. you didn't yeah, care, like uh, now, like, you want to feel good about it, you know, how yeah. they're produced and who made it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so this kind of uh, stories behind things and, and and knowledge and information about uh, there's a lot more knowledge about it. You know, like uh, you know, I basically know everything which I eat. You know, whatever it comes from, who makes right. it, and uh, right. uh, which in the past, you know, it was i It unthinkable. Coffee was a coffee, you never kind of thought about where the beans are coming from. Today, like uh, uh, you know, you know, probably the individual farmer who collected the beans and, you know, what happened, what, what, how they yeah. travel to you. And then. So I think these are very positive things, you know, that you start understanding the world, uh, how, how it operates. Uh, and I think these are you know, very positive improvements.
0: Yeah, my, my last question is, is actually kind of related to that. I'm curious. You know, you had mentioned that kind of outside of design, there is a, a lot of kind of good journalism and rich discourse. I'm curious kind of who, who are you reading right now or what is the, the kind of media that you're consuming right now that's influencing how you think about the work you're doing outside of design? Who are the people or the books or, you know, what, what are those types of things that you're looking to right now?
1: It's too bad I cannot point to piles of books I have on <laughs> my desk. I have, like, I, have a, I have a very long desk uh, and uh, piles of books. And one of the reasons why um, uh, Works at Work will have a break is that I did not have so much time to read uh, lately. I mean, like uh, I, I'm a very avid reader and uh, you know I read enormously. But uh, uh, Works at Work was such a labor intense project uh, that uh, you know I. Uh, I stopped reading for pleasure, you know, like I was reading you know, a lot of work-related stuff uh, You know, I read a lot of fiction um, You know, I, I I don't remember when was the you know, last time I read fiction books uh, because everything is now like a, you know, concerning research and work that I'm doing, but a lot less time to just kind of like uh, you know, Read because I really feel like i discovered a new author. Yeah um, Having said that I always uh, uh, yeah, I received a lot of design-related publications, and you know, a lot of the shelves I would right. have, like, a, there, up, up there, I would have, like, an idea magazine Yeah, and then there would be yeah. iMagazine, another corner, <laughs> right. uh, and, um, but what I, re- the only, ma- I received them because people were generous enough and kind of to send it to me, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the only magazine I subscribed to is, uh, uh, is uh, uh, National Geographic. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, and New Yorker, uh, okay. that, you know, the two, the only two magazines I'm actually paying for. And I think that's important to see, like what you like, uh, how, what you pay for, it usually value a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say that I'm in a unique position that I'm so lucky that people send me these magazines portraits praise. So it's I don't know if it's fair to compare uh, <laughs> right. this. Um, um, but then, yeah, I read all kind of things. Uh, you know, like of course. Uh, I read, yeah, daily papers, uh, there's an established d- Dutch uh, daily which I read, I read the New York Times. Okay. I, find, I, I, I think some of the pu- pu- writing there is amazing, you yeah. But, yeah.
0: Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I love that, I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's great to kind of see, you know, unfortunately this is being recorded audio so no one else can see it, but I love seeing that kind of, you know, bookshelf behind you, and it makes sense. Yeah. You know, through kind of all of your work, I I, d- I don't so want to stage
1: stage this as a kind of a, It's a very common to have interviews in front of books. <laughs> uh, this is not stage to impress with the uh, quantity of, of books. Okay. And in a way, this is good that it's this is only your own These are tools, okay. and uh, they just have to. Uh, unfortunately, books take a lot of shapes. Uh, you know, a lot of <laughs> yeah yeah uh, space. Um, yeah it's amazing like if i think that i moved to holland with this one suitcase and now like uh, i would need you know like uh, probably a couple of shipping uh, containers to to get my stuff uh, from place to place right. uh, because of books mainly and uh, and most of them i actually did read
0: uh, yeah I love uh, that. there's
1: relation there's a relationship with books
0: i love that <laughs> I know. i know i said that was the last question i have one more that has one more quick question that I would love to ask you because so much of your work and and it's probably being a type design I, I don't I don't want to make a judgment but being a type designer and being a writer so much of your work is based in text and so you know doing this film to me seems you know much more visual and I know you've done things kind of related to dance and you do other image things but are would you say text is still primarily your comfortable mode of communication
1: absolutely it's uh, it's easiest to present <laughs> yeah. a off, right? I do work with text uh, that's kind uh, uh, the different facets different aspects of text yes it's, it's true um, how, how
0: is that how is that kind of yeah. that knowledge and that background translated into working on things like film and things where it's less text-based
1: well You know, like the film started with writing scripts. Yeah, you're right. You know, the whole Bhutan film was like uh, basically I spent a couple of months researching, writing, you know, uh, uh, first the ideas what to report on and then trying to find a coherent way to to, to, to write it. So at the end, it was more writing than any time before, a lot more. And uh, the actual editing. Of video and uh, I found it quite quite easy actually because once you know what you're doing like uh, uh, it's like uh, you know you have an article and they try trying to find illustrations mm-hmm. um, so um, the, this is how it work I work with a cinematographer I share a st- in the office with who like you can hear in the background is just discussing his project now. Oh. Um, and you know, I guess I did write the, the script, and then together we kind of considered like how to how to find a visual narrative, mm-hmm. uh, because you need a different pace. And, you know, it cannot be just you know, right. someone reading. And so we need to find a different way how to tell the story, uh, which we're still learning. You know, I don't know enough about the techniques how to do it in film. Right. Uh, you know, I never studied film. You know, like, uh, uh, I, I was quite nervous actually about you know. Like, uh, we did a private preview, and I invited friends who work with video uh, because uh, we're so kind of uh, intimidated by a new yeah. field that yeah. you know, uh, to be curious to see like how they see it. And uh, yeah. um, it's a lot more dense than other films. You know, like, uh, you know usually things are just kind of flowing. Here is kind of like a, It's probably. Should have been longer and put um, a lot more kind of breathing material. Um, interesting. I think this is what we're learning because uh, you know because I used to work with substance. Right. I didn't know what, you know, like uh, I was I felt uncomfortable to using this filler material. Yeah. But so seems like uh, it seems like film needs it you know mm. to, to to emphasize the emotions and uh, to to bring the viewer from place to place. So that's something that we uh, still need to master.
0: Yeah, that's so that's that's so interesting. You know, I'll um. I think that's a like a great way to actually wrap it up and I know you have to kind of get back to work and I just want to thank you for your time. This was so interesting. Your work has been so influential to me and I know I know you're kind of harsh on on dot 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 now but I was one of those design students who stumbled across it and was very influential in my own oh, development yeah. as a designer and how I think about a lot of these things even today. So, you know, I really, you know, I'm honored that I could have, you know, had this time to talk to you and I thought this was so interesting.
1: Sorry for ruining the impression, you know, that, uh, <laughs> I prob- probably, probably Stuart would be better to speak to you he would be more positive, I was like, uh, I found it, going back to it, uh, you know, you've been teleported at times that uh, uh, the reason what you do today is always like a reaction to your previous work, and you know, what you learn. and that. so going back in time feels like uh, you're just seeing the mistakes, you're not seeing, you know, the good things, but right. there, there are actually some, some of the positive things.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know I know exactly what you mean. I'm excited to see kind of what you do next. I've, I've been following your work for a while and uh, just kind of love what you do and how you think about these things. So it was great, you know, kind of great to talk to you and to have you a part of this.
1: Thank you, thank you. And good luck uh, with your own studies and uh, I'm curious to see what you do with uh, all that and where it's going to lead.
0: This episode was recorded on March 14th, 2017. Our theme music is by Andy Borgasani. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Surface Podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and at scratchingthesurface.fm. Thanks for listening.